Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Our next guest was an organizational mate. No, came up with the Titans and Oilers as a player, four-time Pro Bowl safety, uh, Titans Radio now, and also the co-host of Blaine and Mickey on 104.5 The Zone in Nashville. And he joins us to give us the perspective on Jim Schwartz on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Blaine Bishop. Blaine, welcome to the show, sir. Thanks, guys, for having me on, man. It's a pleasure. Well, we're we're happy to have you here. You know, we've heard a lot about how Titans fans and, and Nashville football fans have a lot of love for Jim Schwartz going all the way back to that oh, initial yeah. uh, run with, you know, the, the great uh, Jeff Fisher team. So I'll ask you, why why is Jim Schwartz held in such great acclaim there? <laughs> you know, that, that's interesting. And, and, you know, I could only say uh, positive things about him. You know, he was our D.C. Uh, really sharp guy, very personable, uh, and actually uh, one, one attribute a lot of coaches, you know, to me and kind of miss the boat on, he, he does, and that is having confirmation through your players if they're comfortable with what they're doing as far as the scheme he puts in each and every week. Very talented, sharp, smart football mind. So uh, I really appreciated that and uh, – you know, uh, I, I think those are the qualities that, you know, lead to a lot of successful coaches, and he's got all of them. Uh, so, uh, yeah, whether he has success or not, uh, but he's still always going to be revered here in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, with the Tennessee Titans. What's he, is he a fiery guy? I mean, in, in, behind the scenes, I know he doesn't talk a lot to the media. <laughs> but Well, I could say, you know, I think that's a, a balancing act, especially when you're a defensive coordinator. And I think he shows signs of fireness, but he's very uh, in control on game day, which is great uh, conversational and understanding what they're doing and what you're seeing. Uh, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think there's some fire in him maybe at practice or throughout the week, but I think on game day he becomes a pro's pro and expects you to be the same way. Blaine, um, Jim Schwartz is obviously known for – uh, his dust-up when he was the Lions head coach with Jim Harbaugh at the time the 49ers head coach. Uh, these are two men from from your era, the NFL, all right? It, I believe you played against Jim Harbaugh, and obviously Jim Schwartz was on the coaching staff when you were a player there. Uh, had it come down to a full-on fist fight, who would have won, Jim Schwartz or Jim Harbaugh? Well, first, I kind of refresh my memory on this this uh, altercation they almost had. I guess it was after the game. It, on the it was a, hand, a handshake that turned into a kind of a shove. Yeah, yeah. But what was the who was upset about what? Do, do we know? Well, I think Jim Schwartz was upset because uh, Jim Harbaugh, in the attempted post game handshake, uh, slapped him really hard on the back instead of like you know. Yeah meeting him gently at midfield, and Jim Schwartz wanted to go. Oh, and who won the game? I believe the 49ers. Oh, <laughs> well, maybe there's more to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know that, that was, uh, you know, I kind of remember the incident, but I can't remember the details of it. Uh, that was uh, probably way out of character 
for Swartia, I would say for sure. Uh, but that 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 shows you though he does have some uh, fire to him, even though he's kind of a mild mannered guy uh, on game day, really smooth guy. But you know behind the scenes, yeah, he's got all the fire you need, and I, I think you got to have that to a certain extent when you're on the defensive side. So yeah, I, I think he would probably you know want to will that one back a little bit. Sometimes your emotion gets the best of you, but uh, we've all been there and done that, especially in sports. So uh, if I was going to pick a winner, I would probably go Swartz only because he's younger. Oh, <laughs> all right. I'll take that. I can go with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah I got a younger, younger guy's going to have a little more endurance there, but after Jim throws his first right, I think <laughs> Swartz again. <laughs> I'd like now the fact that they're both in their late fifties, give me that fight now. That fight would have been interesting a decade ago. Now, uh, two two grown men, fifty six and soon to be sixty. I, I'd watch that. Let me ask you, Blaine, because yeah. you know you have a great familiarity with the wide nine defense. That's something that we've yeah. already talked about. Ninety seven percent of today's show from a from a pros and cons side of things. What do you see as the pros and cons of that wide nine base defense? Well, you know, the wide nine, he's going to, you know, have a better angle to, to get to the pass rusher, and uh, you can see all the chips and doubles and everything else coming. So, you know, it's it's on those, uh, you know, it's on the line of, you know, when you know it's a passing situation, it's great. Now, some of the negatives to it, you know, could be, you know, if you're, you're so wide then you can approach it and attack it uh, to a certain extent, whether that's uh, like a screen play or uh, you take yourself so far out of the play that, if you're you know, running around that uh, you're not really part of the play and a quarterback can step up into the pocket and, and have a clear lane of seeing what you can. But, you know, the, I guess another positive to that also is you have some great, you know, great front four that gets after the quarterback in past situations and you'll do some stunts and things of that nature. It'll help you out in getting to the quarterback sooner than later. So, but, you know, it's just like anything else. It's like playing cover three. If you want the outside vertical stretches, there's three guys to that side of the field. You know, everything has a weakness and everything has a strength. So it's no different than any other coverages or anything else. Well, you played in the secondary. Uh, in this defense that Schwartz is probably going to implement here in Cleveland, how much man coverage does he play? Ooh. Well, it'll be interesting because, you know, he's kind of reinventing himself everywhere he's gone, and that's what I like about him and that, uh, you know, he works with the talent that he has, uh, you know, so. Uh, the Browns have two excellent corners, so what, really three corners. Oh, well, if they have excellent cover corners, then he will definitely get after the quarterback and, and do a lot of blitzing. But, you know, he implemented the cover two here uh, eventually uh, because, you know, we didn't have the cover guys that we had in the past. Uh, so I think diversification and adapt, adapting to the, the personnel it's always great from a coaching staff and try to just pushing what you want to do instead of having the actual personnel to do it. So another great quality of his. So you guys have, uh, yeah, you guys have three great corners. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, so he'll begin after quarterback wide nine and all of that. Uh, you got to make sure you uh, got to have some some linebackers who also are good in coverage in in space. Uh, so you got to got to make sure you have that. So. Yeah, he'll be well equipped. You know, when you got Miles Garrett, I mean, I mean, it's not, it's not that <laughs> won't be real hard. Just let him loose uh, and do his thing. So, yeah, I think it'll be a, a really good fit. Uh, I'm, I'm actually excited for him, uh, and uh, told him wishing the best. But uh, you know, except when they play the Titans. <laughs> Blaine, um, they, they do play the Titans next year too. By the way, don't they? Uh oh, 
Uh oh. Yeah. This, so Kevin Stefanski's not fared well against Bill Belichick or his acolytes. So that scares us even more there. So, uh, in terms of you know the Browns right now this year were I think bottom ten in most key statistics. So when thinking about that, like how long does it take to take a defense bottom ten of the NFL to being top ten? Can it be done in one off season? Ooh. Well, it can be, but it's hard because sometimes it's, it's about chemistry, you know, and being on the same page of communication and understanding the defense through and through at, at all levels that are the communicator and linebacker and secondary and especially the safety. So uh, I think you can get in the middle range of 15 or so uh, pretty quickly. Uh, if you got the personnel, which you guys at least have some cover guys and, and a pass, some pass rushers. So, I think you guys can get there pretty soon. So I, I would say you can get to 15, 16 pretty quickly, and I think you'll see the big difference in how that helps out. I think, you know, number one thing is you want to be, you know, your third down efficiency, you want to be really good there, and then, you know, points per game. So outside of those things and, and uh, you know, fitting the scheme, I, I think uh, you guys will be equipped. And sometimes, you know, coordinator to, to the player scheme is always a better bet, and you can get there sooner than later. So he could have – accomplish that uh in the top 10 you know with this you know type of players you guys have so pretty quickly but i would always uh say maybe in that second year he'd be they become a really good defense and one to be reckoned with blaine we're big fans of mike vrabel here um mm-hmm. and like we 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 would like him to be our head coach if we're being honest all all you know all do love and respect <laughs> to kevin stefanski uh yeah. are are people in nashville enamored with mike vrabel as their head coach well, I think they, I think they believe that he's a really good head coach. Uh, you know, you know, top ten, top five type head coach, and he's grown into that. Uh, I think they think he's maybe a little deficient in his loyalty to his offensive coaching staff, and eventually, uh, you know, uh, got rid of his OC. So, I think that's going to be a tough task uh, for him to find someone that wants to run the scheme, the system that he wants to run, which is very conservative. So, I don't know if you guys. <laughs> would like that more so than anything else with an offensive guy as your head coach, but very conservative in running the football, but a physical mentality uh, that you got to have and you got to win in the trenches. And, and we all know that's how you win and all the skill guys, the quarterbacks get the glory. Uh, but outside of that, he, the management of the game and everything, he's at a high, high level. Uh, finding the OC for him is, since uh, he lost LaFleur and then Arthur Smith has been an issue. And he always wants to hire within, I think, they always want him to go outside to hire somebody that's proven as an OC in this league uh, that opens up not just running Henry left or right. Blaine, what's the future of quarterback look like there in Tennessee? Well, that's still up to debate. So they're open to, you know, they have to hire a GM, uh, which makes sure that him and Vrabel are on the same page. They're in the kind of the second round, I think, as I understand it, uh, Vrabel would now be part of this process. Uh, after the second round, I guess, final guys they have. And uh, I, I think, uh, you know, moving from there, I think then you make your decisions. So I, I think that's that's kind of where you're at. Did, yeah, does that answer your question? What did you ask? Yeah. <laughs> no, just, just uh, Tannehill, Malik Willis, I mean, someone oh, else. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Somebody uh, said something to me. Uh, yeah, I think you got to – yeah, they, they're going to have to make that decision. I would probably lean on that Tannehill will probably be here one more year. But I wouldn't be surprised if they went in a different direction just for cost-cutting 
purposes. But I, I think Tannehill will be back. But, you know, you never know when the new, you know, GM gets in. Given Vrabel's ties to New England, would you would you think the organization would be in for a Tom Brady, Ryan Tannehill swap? <laughs> uh, I think maybe the fans would, but me personally, I was all in three years ago or three seasons ago. Uh, I think that window has passed for me. Uh, I think now he's a different player. He has to have still a really good quarterback, but he has to have all the pieces around him. An offensive line, the Titans do not have an offensive line. They have to reboot the whole offensive line. Uh, they don't have any huge big-time playmakers on offense. When I say NWI, Robert Woods, and Traylon Burks, does that scare you? So offensively, they're nowhere near having a Tom Brady. So if I was Tom Brady, I, would, I wouldn't come here. So I, I don't think they'll, they'll do the swapping. If I was him, I wouldn't do it. Traylon Burks does scare me, but that's because he's six foot four in a full blown unit. Uh, Blaine, great stuff, man. Really do appreciate your time and, and sharing your knowledge on Jim Schwartz, buddy. All right, appreciate it, guys. Anytime, man. There's a little bit of that, like where he talked about where during the game he's pretty mild manner, but like in the week he kind of gets fiery. Anybody suspect that kind of is like Kevin Stefanski? Like in yeah. the building, Kevin Stefanski's a little bit more jovial and has a personality and maybe a pulse. And then on game day, he's just he's just dead. Just Look, I, I don't think people would even have a problem with Stefanski at all if this team were winning more games mm -hmm. and the defense were better. Yeah. You know, Joe Woods was the scapegoat, and obviously he didn't do <coughs> excuse me a great job with the defense over the last several years. So I, I think anything's an improvement and it's going to make, well, hopefully make Stefanski a better coach because of it. Well, and I do think like we get, we get wrapped up and I've gotten wrapped up a lot on fiery coach, you know, laid back coach. The reality is either one of those coaches can keep guys accountable. The Browns have an accountability problem. That's more so than they don't have enough passionate guys or guys that scream enough or like, I mean, we could get Greg Williams' son back to just be an absolute raving lunatic, and it probably sure. is not going to change anything. So, like, I do think that's a really important part about this. And, like, you know, we kind of joked earlier. Well, he's, like, the best. He's a, he's a fiery guy, but he's also a numbers nerd. Just just hold these guys accountable, right? And, and honestly, like, I think you might have fixed a fair amount of your problems defensively. And I, I understand there are framework issues here. I think you might have fixed a lot of the issues in that locker room on the defensive side of the ball simply by firing Joe Woods. It doesn't mean Joe wasn't a good coach or a good guy. Mm -hmm. It means this locker room, he wasn't what they needed, and they clearly stopped believing in what he was selling. So I think if you are – if I think if you're Joe Woods – right, let's say you're Miles – Joe Woods is easy to say, well, what, what the hell have you done, right? Because what, what had Joe done as a defensive coordinator? Two eh, years in Denver, one really good year, and then two lost years here. If you're Denzel Ward, if you're John Johnson III, like, who, who's Joe Woods to you to say, boo, if there's not a personal relationship there? Right. Jim Schwartz kind of can't be denied. Former head coach, who, by the way, actually won a little bit in Detroit, which is like winning a lot he elsewhere. He won 10 games there one year. He also is a guy that won a Super Bowl as a defensive coordinator in the last five, six years, so guys would know that Philly defense. Like, 
won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles as their quarterback. Uh, that which puts a lot in your defense. Which which makes it even more questionable that Philly fired Doug Peterson, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Doug Peterson looking pretty good in, in Jacksonville. Although Nick Sirianni, outside of his uh, pizza takes, looking pretty good too. But like I look at this and I just go like, I think he got like I think he got like half the way better. Do do you need to? Because here's the other part. You know what? And I, I can't remember if somebody brought this up on Twitter. Twitter reactions brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. At Nick Wilson says at Dustin Fox thirty seven. I can't remember if I saw it here. Or if it was one of our callers that kind of mentioned it in passing, it's. I think you can still say the Browns have a talent issue defensively because you're you don't have you don't have the front eight talent that Buffalo has when Von Miller's happy or healthy. Excuse me. But I also like. There's a lot of guys on this defense. We might finally see the ceiling out of Grant Delpit, JOK. The young backup linebackers, including Jacob Phillips, who I thought had a couple moments before he got injured, even the guys up the middle, like maybe Jordan Elliott finally plays up to his ability and, and where he was drafted to be with the right defensive coordinator. Like I think that's – I think if you infuse five, six guys on the defensive side of the ball, not all starters, just good NFL players, plus the talent you have, like, is it insane to think some of the guys that have been disappointments can all of a sudden find themselves in Jim Schwartz's defense? I don't think it's that's uh, outlandish. Like, I like guys like Vinnie Curry or Brandon Graham. Like these names don't mean anything to 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 people listening, but there were like a whole host of guys that were either first, second, or third round picks when Jim Schwartz showed up, and had either been inconsistent or had underwhelmed. Like people were throwing around. I think I think it's Vinnie Curry who like they weren't he he was like their um it was almost like their uh uh Mingo of a guy that was drafted high hadn't done deadly squat and they were just running out the clock on his contract. He ended up getting paid in Philly and then coming back afterwards. Like I don't know. I I'm it's not the hire that I think everybody goes around and says Oh, it, it saves the season if Kevin Stefanski can't coach as a head coach. But man, I got to tell you, it's not quite Super Bowl Super Browns for us yet, Dustin. But no, it, not not quite yet. It feels like the biggest step you could make, and now it becomes all right. What weapons can you give him? And I'd I'd love to actually hear, and he'll never tell us that because that's not how this works. I'd love to actually hear Jim talk about the guys that that he wants. Because like when Blaine Bishop was describing the linebackers, you got to have linebackers that can cover in space. What do you need to cover in space? You need guys who are really fast. Well, you got that in JOK. Well, you got that in JOK. I think Phillips is 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 pretty fast as well. Sony Taki Taki. I still don't know he'll be back. I have but no like, no clue what that guy is going to be. Yeah, and and now coming off the ACL. Yeah. Well, and and the Walker thing's interesting too. But like, I guess the the point is. I was able to breathe easier today when I when I found out this news because it was like, all right, we're going to know six games, eight games into this year how much of this is scheme and how much of this is talent. And honestly, I think with Jim Schwartz and, and where he's at in his career, if Jim Schwartz wants to be a head coach again, it's the next two years. He's got to get that defense on the ground moving and head into the right direction like – Starting yeah, they, they, this they, year, they got to be like a top twelve defense next year. 
mm-hmm. and then continue to get better. And all of a sudden, in two years, the Browns are, we hope, a playoff team, and the de- defense plays lights out, and then he can peace out. I would set the bar this year. Top, give me top 15. Top 15 defense, whether that's scoring, whether that's yardage, whether that's, uh, you know, just give me give me the top half of the league. So that's top 16. Carry the two. But, like, give me top 16. If you get top 16 this year and the offense and Deshaun Watson plays like a franchise quarterback, you're going to be in the playoffs. Or at the very least, you're going to be in the hunt for the playoffs with a 9-10 win team. I'll take that over whatever bull crap we saw this year. And then you start to see guys like JOK or Del Pitt. If those guys find themselves, all of a sudden, they're, that core that you thought maybe wasn't there after this year, given how disappointing yeah. it was, all of a sudden there's a real core there. And I think that's I think that's the thing. Like Browns need to kind of reestablish who is the defensive core. And I don't know any of us can say that definitively until Jim Schwartz gets those guys out there on the field in September. I'm accused somehow being a a, a Baker bro on Twitter. That just came up out of nowhere. Baker? Yeah. Ro- Roger the first in Cuyahoga Falls, who hates me with a fiery passion, just randomly throwing out Baker bro accusations. These things happen. It's okay. 216-578-0092. How much does the Jim Schwartz hire improve the Browns' defense? Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.